This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. In Atlanta, there is a venture capital group called the Fearless Fund. And what they've decided to do is to award grants of $20,000 plus business support services and mentorship to black women-owned businesses because there are so few black women in the uh, venture capital business. And they're being sued for discrimination. Let's go to former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. Uh, this is an interesting case because here you're th- – this is pretty standard. You do have things like scholarships, which are targeted at groups that are underrepresented, and black women certainly are one of them. Uh, if this lawsuit were to succeed, then I guess this is another thing where race couldn't be uh, referenced in any way. That's what that's what the people behind this lawsuit are aiming for. This lawsuit was you know, brought by – some of the same people who are behind the Students for Fair Admission case against Harvard and uh, uh, North Carolina, uh, arguing that race-conscious admissions policies in colleges and universities are unconstitutional. So now they're saying that the Fearless Fund, which you know has one program of many uh, that that uh, this particular program funds uh, black female entrepreneurs, saying, well, you can't do that. You can't have any program uh, which is limited to uh, people of, of a certain race. Uh, and it, it's worth pointing out that Fearless Fund isn't the only venture capital firm trying to address the, the racial imbalance in U.S. venture capital. Uh, in 2022, only about 1% of over $200 billion in venture capital funding that was handed out went to companies with black founders. That, that's pretty astonishing. And uh, it's also well documented that founders uh, of color uh, face more bias from professional investors. Uh, so th- these, this effort by Fearless Fund and others is designed to combat that by, by making this, these $20,000 grants available. And it, what stands out to me and what distinguishes this from what we saw in the Harvard and North Carolina higher education case cases was is that we're talking about private capital here we're not talking about a, a you know public benefit in the form of education of higher education so i don't see why venture capitalists can't decide to uh, have a special program for black female entrepreneurs just like i think people could decide they're going to fund a scholarship for hispanic students or native american students it just uh this, this 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 argument just doesn't make sense to me. Well, we also have historically black colleges and universities, although they I don't think they explicitly say you can't attend if you're white because they do have white students, right? They do. Yeah, I've, I've been to Howard University to recruit to the attorney general's office and mm-hmm. met some white students there, as a matter of fact. So uh, but, but, you know, they've, they've built programs that they had to build because they're, you know, historically students that they're now admitting wouldn't have been able to get into public universities. So they said, well, we're going to have to do it ourselves and provide yeah. higher education. And, and that's an, that, that, that's another feature of this, of this lawsuit, which I think is, is pretty troubling. It's that the, the plaintiffs here are actually trying to turn the very laws that, uh, that, were, that were enacted back in the 1860s to protect freed slaves against the descendants of those freed slaves by saying these laws mean you cannot have uh, you cannot have programs uh, that benefit people based uh, or, or not let me start over what they're saying is you cannot have laws uh, sorry start over again what they're saying is you can't have programs that benefit people 
um, based on their on their color, even though you know you're trying to help them with issues like economic development and you're trying to address historically underserved areas. But the argument the lawsuit makes is, hey, if the shoe was on the other foot. If this was a venture capital program that said we're going to emphasize helping uh, white-owned businesses, there'd be uh, there'd be outrage, wouldn't there? Yeah, there would be, and, and and that's because whites are not an historically disadvantaged, discriminated against class, right? People of color are, um, which is why we had to pass civil rights statutes in the 1960s, uh, over 100 years after the Civil War ended. Um, and you know there is still invidious discrimination, uh, and as the in the venture capital sphere, as I just pointed out, there's lots of evidence that uh, that people of color and especially black founders face real discrimination. So having a, what amounts to a kind of scholarship program for black female entrepreneurs is aimed at at remediating that, and I you know I think it should be allowed. I mean, it's it's not like White people don't have plenty of access to venture capital, and that they're they're losing out uh, as a rule. Although in this case, uh, uh, you know the, the 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 plaintiffs are citing three female entrepreneurs from other states who said, "Hey, we would want to, we'd like to access these grants, but we can't because we're not black." Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, thank you, Rob. Thanks, Dave. 